Hello and welcome back to another episode of Save It For The Podcast. My name is Sean, John Barlon, aka Swan, and with me today, as always, is... I'm back. <laughs> oh, Sean, you're back? Oh my. It's good yeah, to have right. you. That wasn't JC or Christian that time. This is Swan <laughs> in the flesh. Damn. We it missed you real. so much. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> you were with yourself. Of course you didn't. Great job on the episode. Shouts out to JC Reno and Christian. Appreciate it. And special guests. Oh, give, give him a round of applause. Thank oh you, yeah, and Serafina. Don't forget Serafina. Yeah, yeah. Um, Our secretary. <laughs> we actually recently hired her for um, All secretary some management problems. Organizational <laughs> situation. Yeah. Shout out to shouts out to Serafina. Sheshe. Sheshe. That was uh, Christian. Uh, he was on the podcast before. I don't think you've introduced yourself yet, Christian. Uh, go hey, ahead. everybody. I go by Chris now, a days. Uh, what? You can call me Gerald. So, Is that real? You're Chris now? Yeah, I'm cool. Do I call you Chris now? <laughs> yeah, you can call me whatever you want, man. You want to be called Chris. <laughs> this is a laid-back, chill podcast. Whoa. So you do Just you, baby. Chris. You can call me Jay. Chris. Jay? Chris, what is this energy, Chris? Chris, oh this is totally different, actually. Chris. The posy vibes. <laughs> Listen. Coming out of Chris right vibes. now. <laughs> well, it's actually... A myth. So we're here with Chris, JC Reno, and myself. And, oh man! Uh, I mean, it's been a while. What would you guys? What have you guys been up to? Not much. What Not day much. is it? It's a what day is it? It's Monday, September fourteenth. <laughs> Why are you Has asking? It what do you mean one day? Yeah, it's been. It's been like... six months of this wow. freaking pandemic. Holy shit! Oh, yeah. That is true. That's true. Thank you, Chris. That's half a year for bringing that up. In times of hardship. It is hard to forget that the world needs posy vibes. So, Sean, <laughs> encourage the people. You know, JFK was a strong leader. He led the people by example with powerful speeches. Give oh us a my. speech to unite us all. Dude, you're saying Sean is JFK? Uh, He's going to get I'm not trying shot. to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's not good. And um, here's my speech. Posy vibes. <laughs> I thought it was going to be nothing. <laughs> posy, posy vibes. It was posy. I'm not going to lie. I really felt well, that. Thank you, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, wrap it up. Sean, where have you been? Tell us. What I've, you been up to? I've been, um, you know, here and there, out and about, in and out. Mm. You went to in and out? <gasps> oh, no, burger. I wish. Have I've actually tried water been... <laughs> no, I have not actually. Yo, top I actually three haven't burgers. had a burger in a while. What are top three burger places? Go, Christian. Yeah, let's Chris. do the burger tier ranking. Chris, start. Okay. Um, let's just jump from the gate. S tier burger. Mm. You know, notoriously, people are like, "Oh, it's so unhealthy." I haven't been there in years, but I remember distinctly. It's great burgers. Great service. Five Guys. Oh. Pretty good for five bucks. Are they unhealthy? That's what they say. Are they as unhealthy as like McDonald's? I thought you were going to say McDonald's when you were saying unhealthy. You know, McDonald's, you know what you're getting at least. Mm. You know, but the Travis Scott, the Travis Scott, the Travis Scott burger. 
Anyone try that? I haven't that? had it. Yeah, me neither. We should all go. It's too much of a meme. Actually, let's go right now. Thank oh, you guys for shit, listening. Yeah. We're actually going <laughs> to yeah. go get the Travis Scott burger. We'll um, check it on the vlog. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Travis Scott reaction <laughs> burger. <laughs> I ordered what at McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> oh my Natural. i would throw um world of beer burgers up in there but only on mondays because oh, yeah. that's when it's five dollars oh, only on mondays damn that's a burger worth more than five dollars but yeah that's why it's good on mondays the brioche bun three Ooh. toppings yeah jc you have a burger we can throw in this list i can't deny that one that's a good one five guys y'all got the best ones i'm left with like scraps we need the <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there's, Wait, there's gotta hold be up. something out there. Red Robin has some pretty good burgers. I like the Red Brew Robin. Burger. Mm. In and out. You know what? I'm told I'll just uh, introduce this for reaction's sake. But uh White Castle. Hey, that's pretty good. Hey. <laughs> I'm told they're good. Nice. Yeah, every time I, I have nice. White Castle I get really nostalgic. Really? Why? I've never had White Castle. Mine Why nostalgia? Really? Because of the movie? Uh, oh, because the where are you from? I'm from home. You mean like the frozen ones? No, dude. Home. Where, where's that? New York. Oh, you don't know where, you don't know where Chris is from? I didn't know Chris Christian's was from, from Tampa, but Chris, Chris is from New York. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Get Chris? Right. He, Christian doesn't know. BK. I mean, I met Chris yesterday. Oh, wow. Look, enough of this burger talk. Let's talk salads. You guys big oh, salad heads? Oh, my. You know, a salad with the honey mustard dressing or the Thousand Island dressing, I got to say, solid stuff. You know what's worth a pretty what? underrated salad? Uh, it's not worth it, though. They always have a huge line. Chick-fil-A salads are actually pretty good. Oh, hell. Oh, uh, shit. I, was, I was about to say that. Yeah? Yeah. I, you yeah. actually get a lot of food yeah. yeah. if you order a Chick-fil-A salad. It's just weird. Um, the worst, I, I think, is it. probably Taco Bell salad. Oh, yeah. It's just That's lettuce. It's just weird. Yeah. Like, what is that, dog? That's like something from antarctica or mars <laughs> very little well. effort i'm always impressed by how little fucking effort is put into taco bell food yeah. it's like minimum like out of all the other fast foods they're like the most like sloppy yeah what a sloppy. smart design though what a novelty also underwhelming wait what do you mean smart design like the idea concept wise of someone creating a fast food restaurant place that sells that tacos kind of and food quesadillas oh yeah like, it's comparable to long john yeah. silvers right the norm way. is usually burgers and fries yeah exactly and then jollibee is in the mix with that jollibee jollibee is getting ahead though i gotta say jollibee is a top tier what's the Jesse, best have item you had jollibee? jollibee wait what What was the question best item i don't i like their chicken chicken also, joy their 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 hot dogs were very interesting interesting have you had their hollow hollow no Huh. They're mix mix. They're mix mix. Oh, he knows. This guy's more <laughs> Filipino than me. Dude, I've probably made more Holo Holo than fucking half half the Philippines Filipino individuals <laughs> in the world. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a hot take. That's a hot take, yeah, quote me. I I was gonna say Filipino American, but you went all the way to the Philippines. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could believe the Filipino American <laughs> one. But I don't okay, know okay. about the Philippines okay, okay, like okay worldwide I'll jc take unlike sean i don't see race wow. so you're very welcome <laughs> to mix mix all you want 
you know. Thank you. Mix, mix until your child's mixed. I appreciate that. Oh. That's what I was thinking. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if okay. anyone would like to make mixed children with me. Oh um, my. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm off the table. Yeah, Sean's number will be in the description down below. <laughs> I, I gotta stop plugging like my DMs are open because I think it's um, something's gonna happen. <laughs> it, it might it might come off wrong. Bro, the um, fangirls though, you gotta It's a bit. It's a bit. I'm actually not thirsty. I'm I imagining swear. this is all gonna get cut. <laughs> probably. Uh, at at some point I already put in the beep and we already cut to nice. the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. We, you are, if you are listening to this, we talk about a plethora of things in the world of entertainment. It's true. You've come to the best podcast anywhere ever made. Have pat yourself on the back. Sean, what's on the itinerary today? Well, I'm glad you asked. We're going to be talking about some trailers that came out this month. You know, there's a lot of hot stuff on the fresh out of the oven from the film industry mm. that's going into 2021 and hopefully into theaters. You know what I mean? Um, I can smell it. I know some movies are uh, leaking their way through into the world as we speak, such as Tenet and Mulan. And leaking. I mean, what else came out in 2020? You guys already talked about some stuff on Netflix, but uh, yeah. we're going to talk about some trailers. First trailer we're going to talk about. Is the Batman? Bat, the oh Batman. There it is. The Bat. Swear to me. <laughs> okay, so we all watched the trailer. I'll I'll share my thoughts first. Um, obviously, all Batman, all Batman of our entire era is influenced by the Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, and still kind of coming off that, it, it's keeping like a similarly like dark r-rated tone as the joker which i don't like i don't know when that gets boring like i don't know what they're they're going for a very raw um like it's like a type of black comedy or like a dark comedy or it's it's usually just like dark uh neonor yeah noir well i don't know if it's noir but it's like when he's doing in the scene where he's like punching is like pop 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 and there's no music and there's no like it's just raw. a still frame and all you get is the raw like kush, 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 like smacks um that's like it reminds me of the sopranos where it's uh it's a more nice. raw like you know bassy and I, I i don't know i'm like worried or not that i'm worried but i wonder when that's gonna that style gets stale because i feel like yeah that's my thoughts yeah i get what you're saying but at the same time I don't. Oh, okay. Wait, what don't you get? <laughs> or what did I not explain is really what I'm asking. What do you mean by uh like that style? Oh, um like uh a fucking like, like when Joker-esque? I think of something yeah, like Joker esque or I, I think of like the eighties the dark eighties films like uh Taxi Cab. Okay, okay. Like grittiness. Yeah, gritty there. You oh, go. I think you're just in the perpetual state of being tired of like dc's trying to be edgy yeah no right right that's i'm like wondering when that hits its limit okay i get you but at the same time i feel as if with batman you draw a fine line between that and being cringy you know what i mean true true because batman is inherently like that yeah he's always like but if you look at him from an outside perspective from someone who's never heard of batman and you read 
like his origin and his upbringing. You're like, this guy's kind of like an emo. He's the <laughs> he's the original emo, but he's yeah. cool. You know what I mean? But he's cool, and he's like just yeah. And I find it funny that you know, Adventures. this this joke has been made millions of times before. But we, Robert Pattinson, Twilight fame. He was a vampire. Now he's a bat. And that's just <laughs> awesome. I know what you are. He's always Say been it. a bat. Say it out loud. I'm You're a Batman. Batman. I'm a bat. Man. I'm a bat. <laughs> man. man, bat. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I feel. I, and that's the thing. I feel very jaded from, um, unusually jaded, I'll say, from most of popular, like popular, the monolithic uh, superhero, which I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I, I just that. lost my innocence. I, I feel I as if with any adaptation, really, especially comic book heroes, there's so many yeah. forms to adapt that uh, it's limitless. And I really mm-hmm. do not mind if there's millions of them. I mean, yeah, you can saturate the market with that. But as long yeah. as they're always like good, then yeah. it's fine with me. Because there, well, there's many Batman stories, so... Yeah, I agree. But that's the thing. There's so many like interesting, really good, like detailed, like in the comic books, I'm always so impressed by the ideas that like it's the ideas that are so crazy to me that are so impressive and that make reading comic books so interesting. Um, Like and the way they can address so many things in that, even through like this, uh, you know, just a generic superhero, not generic, but, you know, a, a superhero we all know. Um, and do like the the villains and stuff but i feel like whenever you make a film you're just gonna you're gonna simplify it to the marketability and you're gonna neglect a lot of really interesting what the the beef of why you'd want to read the comic books or like the the interesting meaningful ideas that are toyed with in a comic book yeah i understand that take because with a comic book the benefit of that is it's such a long-running thing yeah. You really get to play around with the So innovation history. on that is always incredible. It's yeah. really impressive. Like you, it's very fascinating to see the medium creatively grow, you know? Yeah, and continuously like be creative, even yeah. though it's already had so many ideas. And that's what's so crazy. But like with the and film, I, it's and just, I guess you'll get the generic. Yeah, I guess thing. you could say we already had that peak with Batman. So it's exactly. like where can we go from here? Exactly. But I, I think what you're looking for because while the Dark Knight trilogy is awesome, mm-hmm. it's not the most perfect rendition comic book wise of Batman. You know, there oh, are I shades agree. of his detective skills, but in this one, Matt Reeves as the director is trying to hone that in more into this flick. True. And true. Our, I remember thinking that. Oh, sorry. I remember thinking that, like when I played the the video games, where I'm like, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, uh, like oh he's a detective I like because the Dark Knight was so popular I was like yeah I didn't even realize I thought that was the most cool part even though it wasn't the best you know gameplay wise it was yeah. just fascinating character aspect of him yeah, yeah, yeah. you really f- I hate to say it but you felt like that man. you feel like that man <laughs> oh you know? Dunky will slap your wrist yeah you made it really feel like Brucey like Brucey so, boy yeah what about you Sean, Sean what do you, did what you thought like it yeah i'm batman (laughs) um i mean yeah same (laughs) no i mean i watched the trailer and obviously my my ideas of batman are come from christopher nolan as a 
Christopher Nolan fan. I um, I like what he did with Batman's story, where he like kind of tied it more into like a development over film and less about, I guess, the comics and more about how do I develop a character's story and his emotions and like really just sat with Bruce Wayne as a character. Um, but like you said, I didn't even know Batman was very detective. I didn't play the Batman games, so um. But I did yeah. watch the cartoon show when I was a kid. Wow, um, an OG. No, no, not like religiously. Hipster I think love. I just, I just remember, I remember it being on. And I remember the uh, aesthetic of, especially of Nightwing. He, he's like my favorite character. Um, yeah. See, yeah. okay, that's a good point because no, like, actual movie did his sidekicks right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel as if, yeah, the Nolan movies are awesome, but. That's something I've always wanted to see in movies of Batman's lore to explore the unexplored that we haven't seen on film. You know, that's why I'm excited. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always I, excited for a new comic book property. In film. I see. Well, that's what I'm and saying. I, think, I'm, I feel like you're always disappointed by it. But I think what makes the, the Batman specific um, movies more interesting is because of like what kind of hero he is. Because he doesn't have the supernatural abilities that most heroes do because he's just a rich guy with some actual talents that is yeah. physically possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm always drawn to these Batman movies over like Superman's movie, man of steel. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I feel like Superman gets a bad rep these days. It's such, it's so easy for a writer to just not know what to do with him. I know. Well, it's like, what would you do with him? What makes Superman interesting is the fact that he is that all-powerful being. And to him, he has that eternalization. What do I do now that I am the strongest human being on Earth? Or Uh, alien on Earth, you know? It's like, I could easily kill you with a punch. That's why I'm, you know, holding back. I see. The the best Superman story I read was like an issue where this girl is about to like jump off a building and kill herself and he could easily, you know, just rescue her by flying and swooping in and boom, take her to the hospital, go away. But no, he like sits down with the her. The best Superman stories are the ones that play into that. Like I I realize that the best graphic novels of him don't involve a lot of action, which would be hard to translate into a film. Yeah, but it could be done. It's just that it would be divisive. Yeah, it would be very and it'd be like invert the expectation. Exactly. And on the other hand, other good Superman stories are like Elseworld parallel Earth stuff. There's a book where he landed in Russia instead. It's called Red Sun, and it's like it deviates from the original source material. Wow. So it can be done. You just got to play into aspects. Um, some people say he can be, if they use him right, they can use him like they use Hulk in the Marvel movies. Because some people argue that they don't really know what to do with Hulk as a standalone character. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you can do stuff with him. Very interesting. Yeah. That that definitely eliminates it. But the thing is, like, then I also think of, um, I guess Deadpool is Marvel. But I always liked the Deadpool idea where it's like, I don't know. I guess there's more like emotional uh, drama yeah. and nihilistic 
like yeah, the yeah. the all power but then like how does that because then superman's always seen as like noble and it's like boring he's like a boring blonde See, that's what man. i thought about captain america before the movies i thought he was like the most yeah, yeah bland character and then i was like oh no there's more to it than that what really makes him interesting is that he's a man from another era so you could yeah he's just it. he's just trying to find home yeah and yeah. i like that he switches his perspective on government you know in the beginning he's all for the government wants to uphold it 100 uh, percent, and then he starts to deviate and he you know starts to lose his faith yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. world war ii versus vietnam yeah. yeah type of situation exactly so i thought Even that was interesting hail hydra <laughs> yeah but it's like the captain america before would never use that kind of strategy to for that plan yeah exactly it it shows like how he's developed as a yeah that's that's really cool even like not just captain america but like all the characters in the avengers but yeah Yeah. back to batman i'm really excited Back to dc yeah yeah looks like dc's got a lot uh coming out soon yeah i think robert pattinson is gonna kill it also the main villain is the riddler and there's catwoman this time I know JC has the hots for Catwoman. That's true. It's just it's just true. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not anymore, but when I was younger, definitely. Oh yeah. I I was. I also like the Riddler a lot. I I always. I think that's a very interesting. Exactly. Because what was that? What was that? He's my favorite villain uh, growing up. He had that like um that psychedelic thing. Was that in uh, Arkham City? Are you talking about Scarecrow? No. Because that's the psychedelic. Yeah, where he infects you and you see all that shit. Yeah, I remember that. That was scary, though. That was, that was that awesome. In, in the original movie. the original game, yeah. right? Yeah. Arkham um, Asylum, yeah. Yeah, there's that moment where you're in the alleyway yeah. as a young Bruce Wayne. And that's it true. starts to do that thing where you see your dead parents. And then the screen fizzles out and you think you broke your TV. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I totally... It, Fucked me up. It and I was like, oh my god. I, Mom, not again. <laughs> and it's like, press J to skip. J? There's no J button. Jen. What the? Yeah, oh. it did it so well. Yeah, It was, it was really so good. good. That's such a good game. That's impressive. Yeah. That's still to this day one of my favorite game moments. Yeah. It made a difference in like all the, all the way fighting games work now. It's yeah, for sure. System. Eh, how it goes. <laughs> Good old days. But, you know, the new, um, sorry to deviate from DC films, but a DC game, you know, Rocksteady is coming back strong. They're going to do a Suicide Squad game. Oh, interesting. Eh. Yeah. Well, I eh. know that initial reaction is what a lot of people would say. Because, yeah. you know, the first exposure to the Suicide Squad to a lot of people is the movie. Was bad, yeah. Yeah. But no, as the characters themselves, they're cool. I agree. I think it'd be a cool game. It's just like, how is that going to play out? It's like, I don't know how they're ever going to match Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they change their gameplay style. But the point of the game is you play as like at least four characters. Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, King Shark, and Deadshot. So there's four unique different play sets. You know, Very interesting. So And it's open world again. And it's in Metropolis. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, you kill Superman. What? Supposedly. There's a lot to unpack there. But speaking of unpacking things, Sean, you just saw the Justice League trailer, Zack Snyder's version. What can you unpack from that? 
honestly not much because uh <laughs> i don't i okay i didn't see i didn't really keep up with the dc movies out besides uh i think i watched superman and um or batman vs superman and the wonder woman movie i didn't watch um aquaman or I don't, I don't even know what other movies so i was watching this and i'm like what's going on in this trailer <laughs> and i had a lot of questions for christian aka chris the dc expert um because i was kind of just like was this in the movies i don't remember seeing some of these scenes and it looks like there's like a lot a lot going on they're they're uh they're fighting some kind of war mm-hmm. something okay everyone strap your seat belts in because we're here for a history lesson chris take it away okay in 2017 <laughs> Get what? it. Get it. You ready, folks? Get it. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. In 2017, massively underperformed the original theatrical version of Justice League. The story goes like this. Okay, the original director, Zack Snyder, directed the movie, but then due to bad circumstances, he had to be let go. And in came in the Avengers 1 and 2 director, Joss Whedon, to do some reshoots. While the movie came out with those reshoots, now let's just mm. say it's a completely different movie than what it was, it was supposed to be. So it came out, performed very badly. You know, Thor Ragnarok did better than it, I think. Lo- which Thor is terrible. Thor Ragnarok was decent, though. Yeah, great movie, but that's not supposed to be how it you know, is. Justice League yeah. is a bigger name. So that's right. saying a lot. So there's a huge online petition to release the original, you know, director's cut, or what was supposed to be the, the Snyder cut. The Snyder cut. Oh man! And here it is. And I've only heard and, whispers. You know, at first people are like, "It can't be that different," but boy, oh boy, guess what? It's going to come out on HBO Max. It's going to be four hours long, four-part miniseries. They're going to break it down into episodes. Um, literally, he said, every shot from this is not in the original theatrical version. So it's a completely brand new movie. It's like, what? Whoa. This is unheard of in film history, basically. What the hell? Yeah. It's oh, like, God. how is this possible? How? What? Why were you guys holding on to this for so long? Were you just not going to release it? They they were waiting for quarantine. They knew. <laughs> they, they knew, knew. we were going to be film hungry. It was best. And all we needed was four hours of content. They literally just had that fucking sitting around like they exactly. didn't weren't going to release it. Wow. Well, to be fair, they did have to spend more to fix the FX and all that. But the, yeah, they just sat with it. Like, why? It's weird. It's insane. Like, it's going to be so hilarious to compare those two movies now. It's like, why did you... <laughs> but Snyder had a previous Superman and it didn't go over that well, right? Well, to you, to a lot of people, they liked it. It Which is kind of divisive, though. I was he that. Man of Steel? Yeah, Man of Steel. Oh. Right. Well, that's the thing. Is it? It's the same with The Watchmen, because he did uh, Watchmen, right? Yeah, which is funny, because he's very famous for director's cut. He did Watchmen, which the first theatrical cut is good. And then the director's cut, and then there's like an extended director's cut. Wasn't Watchmen like three hours long? Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> typical so Snyder like, shit. I feel like Snyder's just better with long-form episode content well it's like what he does is he just takes every scene and does it very literally yeah right he does it exactly him, as it is but his like imagery is really good 
His imagery is good and it mirrors the style that it was drawn in yeah. very precisely and impressively. But then I remember seeing stuff that was like beyond that. What what is there? Like, man, I just I saw really good like long some long form essay about the Snyder. I, I actually saw that a while ago, and it's talking about how where where it just comes up short. I wish I remembered it. I could actually contribute. I'll but. say the online, you know, commotion with this project. So everyone's really excited. Uh, everyone thinks that no matter what, even if it sucks, at least we get the director's vision. Right. You know, it's always nice to see, okay, we can at least see what they were going for. Right. That's not producer, like, yeah. blocked. Like, uh, a takeaway from this is, like, a character in the original movie, Cyborg, he gets completely shafted in this. But in this oh. new one, he's going to have much more screen time, including Aquaman. Everyone gets more screen time. Ben Affleck gets more. To the point where, like, Ben, he's open to coming back into more movies and stuff. I wonder yeah, did why they have a falling out. Yeah, yeah, ben they did for a bit. Being Batman, not because of the you know Warner Brothers. I think mostly because of his personal dramas. But you know, through what, what's going on with him? With ben? It seems like Ben has a lot of falling outs with a lot of directors. Yeah, like he's a Kevin director. Smith, but uh, actually, Kevin they, Smith they and him reconciled recently. Yeah, they they weren't talking for a bit, and then they they're back for his whole. I think Ben, if you reboot, this is weird to say about a celebrity, but I think if you know him, you like, yeah, he's a great guy, but he has some things that he gets all riled up, very like excited about things he he's, did. In the he's moment. like the Boston. He's that Boston yeah. kid he said he was in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Will Hunting. Yeah, I just feel he's very passionate about stuff to the point it's like yeah. damaging to himself. I don't know it's Ben too much, but he comes off as someone who'd be very salty because of how people think he's a bad actor. And he takes it personally. I actually well, really also, like him as an actor. He's a good act. He is a good actor, and, and he's director, a good director, yeah. right? He directed Good Will Hunting, but he no, no, no. He wrote it. He wrote it. Oh, yeah, co-wrote it with Matt Damon. He directed, I thought he directed other stuff. Like I thought he directed he dir- it. No, he directed um Argo and Who Gone directed Baby Good Gone. Will Hunting. Matt Damon? Uh, no, I forgot. Let I me, swear it's him. Let me fact check that for you, but it's definitely not yeah, yeah. Gus Van Saint. Gus Van Saint. Uh, okay, great. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I did not know. I don't what were we talking about? <laughs> ben Affleck. Yeah. But yeah, just the Justice League uh, in general. Yeah, yeah I'm actually really guys. excited. Um, that's the main so reason that, I got that, HBO. That comes out in uh, 2021? Yes, sir. That's the reason you got it. Wow. And you just to wait till 2021? Yeah. <laughs> no, there is a lot of other stuff on HBO Max. I'd say it's actually worth it. You know, you got the full Sopranos. No, Damn, yeah. Right. Nice. Can you uh, send me your login? Uh, I'll, I'd will i love to check it out. <laughs> I'd love to check out the Volca. I know it's oh, not yeah, for a sure. year, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. HBO Max is awesome. Um, I've been watching the Doom Patrol on there. That's pretty good options pretty funny show has brendan frazier it's about these off-kilter dc superheroes and i feel like the great trifecta of like superhero tv right now is uh um, doom patrol umbrella academy and the boys the boys Um, Mm -hmm. if you're looking for that the boys sharp edge funny but mature knows what it's doing type of material Watch all of those. Get with the boys. The boys. JC, what are your thoughts <laughs> on the boys? I haven't seen a lot of it, but Neither. 
it looks like it, if it's done well, it's pretty good. I am like I don't know. Sometimes those kind of things they get too full of themselves. Like we're so well, yeah, witty and funny and blah, blah, yeah. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like if it if it's tempered well, and it actually this thing you got to still have good ideas. Um, I sure. I I'll, I remember a superhero movie. Do you remember a superhero movie? Super superhero movie. Sky High. No. What was the guy? The um, cars? No. Why can't I even think of it? Steve Martin? No. Oh, uh, Steve Martin, dude. Remember sc- scary movie? You know scary movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then oh, superhero movie. Now. Dude, what happened no. to those movies? Well, remember he made superhero movie. Yeah, they've they made a bunch scary. of those. Like, why would you keep making those? They're the parody. <laughs> the humor works once, <laughs> and they draw it out for two hours a movie. So yeah. But I really thought Superman movie when I was a kid was hilarious. And then it's like, I don't know, is this a continuation of that? A matured, uh, dolled up version? The boys? Yeah, could be. Could be true. Big if true. Big if true. <laughs> but no, I, I actually like the boys. I only saw one episode. But uh, what makes the show to me is um, their deconstruction of Superman in, in that one character. I forget his name to be honest, but he's really cool. Yeah. He's really villainous, and it's like, yo, this is such a realistic take on someone who would actually have these powers if they were oh a complete shit, malicious. Yeah, yeah. you forgetting his name uh, just reminded me that JC consumes media like that as well. <laughs> I only watched one episode. No, yeah. Well, what I do is I'll watch the whole thing, and I won't remember any names of anyone. Well, that's JC. Yeah, Chris, don't play like that. Yeah, Chris is a little yeah, okay. I don't think. In yo, back to type, yo, back to DC. If we don't mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited for Wonder Woman. Yes, yes. Wonder Woman Gal sequel. Gadot. Gal Gadot. 1984. That's the thing. I actually got over my um, Catwoman crush when I saw Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. <laughs> Just I'm surprised you didn't say that when you saw Cheetah. I guess you're into cats. Oh, I, that. cheetah! I don't know the villain. I mean, cats. Yeah, cats. Cats the musical. Oh, it's a great time! <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> oh, baby! A triple! Oh, baby! Triple! No, the movie sucked though. I don't know how the. I don't know what that was. What? But no, uh, yeah, cats. <laughs> Catch the music every the week i'm reminded of this movie i feel like it's a joke now i don't Cats? think people hate it i think people love it oh yeah i love Keeps it it's getting brought I've up never seen it yeah i love talking about it <laughs> but that I sucks because t.s Eliot. i love t.s Eliot, and they butchered the vision it's tragic sorry t.s Eliot, if you're watching yeah we're very sorry we're far from perfect <laughs> Wow. Oh, no. Hey, guess what? I saw Mulan. Oh, Dude, shit. I was going to say that. The last <laughs> movie I saw, and it's because I was with my family. Um, Mulan? And, yeah, it was Mulan. I definitely have not seen movies in for like six months, so uh, it was interesting <laughs> to watch a movie again. I, I kind of... The movie was all right. Like, if I was um, an eight-year-old girl... You know, I just having 
female representation on the screen, especially as an Asian. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty dope. Uh, I heard um, most of the budget was spent on the uh, the set. So uh, noticing that, I'm like, wow, these the environment's actually really nice, especially like the little village they come from. Um, Hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah. the movie itself was uh, kind of kind of lackluster, underwhelming. Um, the action was there's so many um, plot holes, a lot, and they kind of scuffed Mushu and made him like this phoenix looking. They included him. Kite. He wasn't going to be in it. Oh, I mean, Mushu's technically the phoenix, and um. And oh, well, I mean, his name's not Mushu, but like, there's this phoenix thing, and it literally just looks like a paper kite. It's so bad. <laughs> it's the Whoa, ghost what? of Eddie Murphy. It's so bad. The effects on it are terrible. Um, Yikes. very. There's a lot of times where we were we were watching, and we just laughed out loud because of <laughs> the, <laughs> of how like bad. how poor some of it was, like the writing. Wait, was um, it was it Eddie Murphy? No, it wasn't. Okay, I was asking no, there, if it was. There's no Mushu character, but the the Boo. like the the what Mushu's based off of is the Phoenix. Oh, uh, I see. Which leads Mulan, like on her journey and stuff. Done. What were your thoughts, Christian? Yeah, I'm gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. Let's do it. Listen, uh, at, you know, as a movie, judging just the art, you know, none of that outside drama people are talking about uh, the movie is uh kind of like below average to me it's pretty yeah, yeah it is lackluster uh Party real rate. quick the last part where she's fighting the villain on those like construction cranes and whatever oh gosh i hated that that was so green screen it's not even funny mm. not only that it's just it's so corny yeah and the part where they like catch arrows back at each other i wish i wish that they just threw it back for like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> there's a parody somewhere there that yeah. someone's already writing definitely <laughs> like uh also okay I'll, I'll say some good things my favorite yeah, part I'll of this movie is um uh you know the the chemistry the comedic timing moments uh, the hijinks that ensue when she's pretending to be a man in the village and whatever Mm-hmm. I thought that was the most like, you know, um, direct comparison to the original. Um, right, like we have to remember that this is like a a Disney movie for kids for families. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it that. Like it, ha- it definitely had that vibe enough where I'm not too like into it, and I'm also like laughing, and uh, it ha- it has the like feel good vibe to it. Um, and uh, yeah, like. It had these corny jokes, and you know, as a I be, yeah, like coming from, I I see a lot of Asian films and like in like Filipino dramas and stuff. It kind of had that feel to it, like what JC was mentioning on a previous episode with the whole um, um, what was the movie, uh, the farewell, right? That type of humor was very like uh, dominant in this movie. Yeah, for some um, reason, I really liked um. The guy who played the fat character. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought he was like the most accurate one from the original. Do you do you remember his name? Was it Poe? I think so. Else? I'm not sure. 
the point is i didn't really care to look because i didn't really care about this movie yeah it's just interesting because one of the guys i recognized from video game high school from like freddie wong's yeah, production that, yeah, team yeah. he's in like the beginning or something yeah so it's cool to see like his face from youtube and like oh look he made it yeah to the big screen um and actually my sister's husband he was friends with one of the other dudes i think it was the one with facial hair that was like mean to um one of the characters um so he was like friends with him growing up so like yeah so so it's like that type of movie where like the family's talking in in the movie during the movie and we're like laughing and like making fun of it sunday chill vibes yeah definitely um not too good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but yeah i actually really did like the part where She's just pretending to be a man. But that being said, in the original animated one, I could suspend my disbelief that nobody thought she was a woman. But when it's live action, <laughs> it's much like harder because she's clearly a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she like smaller than the other? I, I didn't. Not see. only that, just her face, like, bro. Yeah, yeah just her voice Come and on. stuff. Did you know they suspended production for like a really long time just to have that main actress? So she was apparently uh, good enough that they they waited for her because she was like filming other stuff. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll say that like yeah, the casting choice for her pretty spot on. You know, because when you mm-hmm. cast Mulan, you can't like cast like the most you know beautiful girl in the universe or the ugliest girl in the universe there has to be that movement like oh that reveal it can be believable to some people i didn't see it. i thought she was beautiful all the way but you know <laughs> just uh save some face there okay I see. yeah yeah I see, I see for the simp <laughs> potential simp <laughs> yeah, yeah. opportunities <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying though that can be a controversial statement but you know as a casting director you got to be like Yo, look i i will i will say though uh i liked how in this movie the idea of mulan uh realizing that she doesn't have to pretend to be like a man to be strong and like independent and like win the day is like she realizes um she just has to be like the powerful warrior as a woman yeah and they play into that with the uh villain of the witch like kind of giving her that similar story where she she knew she couldn't lead armies just because she was a woman and then Mulan kind of takes it and like actually I can um but the the writing of it I mean of course it is a kids movie so you kind of do have to like just like spoon feed all this backstory and like ideas and concepts um and these characters ideals to these to the audience but it would be interesting to see like um like for example the witch's backstory they kind of exp- the like her character exposition was all done in one scene where he's like i raised you from the streets and um uh you're like nothing without me like i own you i mean that could have all been developed throughout the story the more we see the witch but i mean i don't know it's yeah. hard to do so in the kids like framing of disney and i'm sure disney has a lot of power in terms of like what you can include or what like how things are done because they have so much power over the the disney film industry the the first thing i always take notice of in any big budget movie 
with like action you know centered story is what's the villain's you know role in this and that really determines if a movie's good or great like i always mm-hmm. judge that any marvel movie like how's the villain hey did and we talk like, about this before did we or was that on midnight lantern Ooh. uh it was on midnight lantern okay that i we was talking about say... how important it is to have that villain or, like yeah, yeah the episode of community where um oh yes you, you watched community. Yeah, yeah okay that was here yeah yeah Wait, just like yeah, with Pierce, because Pierce, yeah. like Pierce, oh. just being such a strong villain, that made me realize, like, what yeah. the fuck, what a strong villain can really do. Like, exactly, you totally root it for him completes the up. other side of the script, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was here because we were talking about Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah, or like, something like you, that, if right? you take Spider-Man: Homecoming, great hero, obviously, but when you do Vulture, you have to do him right, and they did him right, and it just really completes that script. And it's like, if you didn't have Vulture as that good of a villain, it's kind of like cool, but it's forgettable. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is an awesome movie, but Ronan, the accuser, isn't the best villain. Oh, yeah. But if he was amazing, everyone would be like, yo, Guardians is like next level. Next level. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy definitely was great. And yeah, you're right. I I don't even remember who the the guy was or the conflict. I just remember like, wow, it had some good music. Uh, yeah. Good vibe, yeah. Positive vibe. That's what makes Black Panther such a great movie. In addition to all the other great stuff, yeah. yeah. But you know, the, back to Milan. Um, I thought the villain was lackluster. I don't. I can't remember what the original was like. But he was like a long yeah. black flame. He was like a wide man. He was a hun. That's yeah, like the historical. Yeah. That's and he I had know. the, you know, bird on his shoulder. The mm-hmm. bird, yeah. The witch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to to like really develop it further than just the the Disney cartoon or even just the Mulan folklore because I think folklore is very black and white in terms of hero versus villain. Oh yeah. Um but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> there's just so many plot holes that like writing and like lore aside just the uh <laughs> it's it's just funny to see all the plot holes like when the avalanche happens and like like you said, the yo the did whole she teleport? Final battle, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, what was that? Let me let me just grab ten helmets while they're firing these catapults. JC, you'll know what we're talking about when <laughs> okay. you see it. I look forward it's to so, that. I it's like so the fun. concept of her using the helmets, but like, how did she like agility wise with her yeah. dexterity grab all that? Yeah. In like, in a cartoon setting, it yeah, makes sense. Exactly. Like I would, I would love this movie the same, like the way it is, the way the story's told, and all the characters. If it was animated, yo, you're right. It'd be such a good animated Mulan movie, and yeah. so uh, I mean, whether that's, I, I that's interesting to see, like how that kind of affects what what's uh yeah yeah you know what I mean. You if, know, like yeah. she directed it in like an animated way. Yeah, you know, I want to play a little devil's advocate here. I think the movie's okay. Yeah, you know, feeling, you know, a like decent six neutral about it. But I'll say this: people complained when Lion King was a shot-for-shot remake of the original, and now people are complaining that Mulan's different than the original. Well, Lion King, it wasn't a shot-for-shot. Well, to a lot of people, it was. If you true, obviously it wasn't a shot-for-shot. True. Same thing. Mulan's Mm -hmm. a little different. But you know, I mean, was, yeah, people are complaining. You can't have it both ways. 
So true. Although it's just like make a good movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I was trying that's to get. Still my feeling. Okay. It really doesn't matter. And then if it just makes people feel good, then that's what it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. If it's well done. Like no. I, I, I don't. Like I, de- I don't agree with the creative decision that they didn't want to do the music. Yeah. See, yeah. that's interesting to like bring up, and this might tie into our next topic. But it's it's like yeah, it does come down to just create a good movie. Like why sacrifice so much? Like as a director, and I don't. I mean, I've never directed a movie or anything, and I don't have <laughs> like power hungry companies like over my shoulder telling me what I can't or can't do but right. I would try to like stay true to like the creative process of like okay like is this scene good does this tie into the overarching story in a good way like what works here and what doesn't and I think a lot of <laughs> a lot yeah. of elements not just Mulan but like a lot of movies that we talked about in today's episode where especially like DC movies where it may not come off as like that wasn't a good movie I think there's just a lot of basic elements that are like overlooked maybe or just maybe like we I mean we don't really know what goes on behind the scenes yeah. but it's interesting to reflect on the creative process overall and then comparing it to like the result um yeah especially like I mean recently I've been editing a documentary and I've been trying to uh get more in tune with the creative process of of like filmmaking and even just podcasting and so i mean there it it does come down to what in this moment what am i trying to create what is my goal here what are my intentions with this this piece that i'm working on yeah exactly like just scene by scene or by like one project at a time what what is the goal here rather than like the overarching vision to reference what we were talking about before like I think I think of that too. Whereas, like, I think that if if you, when I think of you making a film or me, and even like you know people who are interested in film, I can see it being very like more tight knit and like to the point and trying to keep with like you know what matters. But then then I think of like fucking the Snyder cut. Think about like literally four hours of just like no, <laughs> like four hours of unused content. Like, what the fuck is that? How <laughs> how the fuck do you even get that? like think about how how much that distorts just like how and like me thinking of all this like uh disney shit like all all, the whole thing is like you're putting on these giant weights like you're trying to make a film with giant weights which is what you were referring to with um the like looking over your shoulder greedy Mm -hmm. companies and shit but like that kind of shit is absurd to me it's so much creative meddling it's so non-linear it's so there isn't there is no present moment to the point it's it's like a miracle that the marvel cinematic universe is as good as it is right to us and i even see that as being like that had more focus honestly i think that they had more focus and like it was more of a an open-ended thing like there wasn't too much weight until the end when they kind of had they knew what they were doing by that point okay hold on i'll be right back take a break take a break break time yeah yes or what um i'm still rolling yeah me too just because because i was kind of bringing it up because i was like how does that because like now that we understand that from that perspective yeah yeah. like how let's apply it to what we do now like here where we're where we're doing like a podcast or you know there's we don't have um people controlling what we can 
do and don't. Right. It's just like, wow, I can just create and like have that freedom. Essentially, yeah. I mean, that's all. I mean, what I said earlier about the whole Dan Millman and that's just me regurgitating everything I've been consuming in the last, like the last time we talked, which was yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane. Even, how, yeah. Like, on a grind. Yeah. But not necessarily a grind. It kind of just happened because I'm avoiding schoolwork and like avoiding gaming. <laughs> so like, it's like, what am I missing? I, I was trying to figure out like, why am I feeling this way? And so, I mean, it just took a, it just took a moment to pause and like kind of enter a Zen state of mind. Not really. Yeah. I kind of just like laid down and, but I'm not sleeping. I'm kind of just like, let me rest. Yeah. Like actually just physically resting. I think that was so important. Dude. Yeah. Do I tell you what I do when I break? Like when I take breaks during the day, how I like, I don't, I don't go on my phone or like do something relaxing. I just literally look out the window. Like I, I know stimulation. That's so good. That's right? so healthy. Yeah. It's perfect. And I think uh if we could all find like that moment for us, like whether it's looking through a window or going for a walk, like no stimulation, yeah. you and your thoughts, you just you're just breathing. I think that's important. I think a walk yeah. is perfect, but yeah. Cuz that's what aligns us back to what our like for me that's what aligned me back to like okay, like oh yeah, like I forgot this was the reason why yeah. I wanted to create this podcast, why I wanted to edit or like make these videos. Very true. It's always coming back to center. Yeah. And it's hard. Reattuning with like that state of flow. Exactly. Dang, dude. I've definitely, that, that's, I don't know if that's coincidental or just like makes sense that that's something that I've been thinking about a lot as well. Yeah. Or like, it's because about- we're sinking periods. <laughs> I'm glad we know the term though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm back, boys. All right, all right. What's up, dude? Christian? I have a question for you. I know you've been working on some stuff, on some video stuff, and some uh, some vision for filmmaking. What I mean, like, walk us through your process, man. Like, what, what's uh, what has been your inspiration, and what, what is what are you working on on your YouTube? Okay, so every day I wake up at six thirty-eight a.m. I uh, brush my teeth and go to the shower and blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. while I'm at work, get this, I work. But I also work, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So what do I mean by that? You're probably wondering at home. Okay. Edit. While I'm doing computer work, typing on YouTube, on my headphones, I'm always thinking creatively. I'm researching people I'm going to interview or I'm going to like. I'm wa- I'm rewatching my own videos, see what I can edit, you know, stuff like that. I'm always in a creative mindset. You know, even when I'm not working, I'm working. That's the creative process. Dang, and making right. money regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how Sean that. always says, there's always one step towards creativity. Yeah, like when I when I was working um more hours, I guess, before quarantine, like before we even started this whole podcast and stuff, what really inspired me was that like I was just always consuming like media that I knew I could create myself. Like I was like training my my eyes and my ears uh... to this type of media. So I know what is good, you know what I mean? And I'm of course we watched films for that reason. And for me it was like, okay, let me listen to podcasts, let me hear people passionately talk about what they're into and what, what their creative process is. 
so I can train myself to kind of understand it in my way. Exactly. The benefit yeah. of my work is that I get to listen to all that kind of stuff. So I am listening to podcasts. I'm always looking for, you know, tips and advice. That's such a distinction, though. Like, it's the, the kind that you know you can make. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. It's like I have and I think that benefit. I think that's why I, I really like listening to, um, like, not very professional podcasts. And also, like, I mean, that's why people watch indie films because, you know, the, they don't have the million-dollar budget behind it. So it's really grassroots type of mm-hmm. content that's like, okay... I can see the process here. I can see the steps taken yeah. and the, the humbling of the creators and their yeah. process. You get to see the humility because they shoot from the hip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So what have you been um, working on, Christian? Okay, uh, yeah. Last time um, <laughs> I mentioned I've been in the kick of trying to interview people. So I put mm-hmm. one out right. on YouTube. Um, everybody, please check it out. I interviewed Links down below. Yes. Links, links. I interviewed a Spotify verified artist. I got a lot of inspiration from that last podcast you guys did with ZZ. Mm-hmm. So I took notes from that and I mixed it in with my own flavor to create the end product that you see on YouTube that I put mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, I interviewed an aspiring singer-songwriter named Kyle Rojas, Filipino bo- Filipino-American born... He writes, he writes songs about many varieties. The Kyle. Yes, The Kyle. Wow. Check him out. Wow. Check, check it out, even if you uh, don't like me. How'd it go? What, what was there to say? I just want to give us a preview of like what was his creative uh, disposition. Yeah, I mainly tried to tap into questions that would um, you know, give off a response of what is the creative process like? You don't have to know who he is to watch this interview. I feel like anyone can take away anything from this video, even if they don't care about him or think his music's good, as long as they take away from the fact that, okay, that's how you do it. That's, those are the right steps into how you know you get started. And I do mm-hmm. think his music is awesome, by the way. But, you know, there's a bias. No, I feel that. Yeah. I think that's what I, why I enjoy listening to interviews and why my first idea for a podcast was one-on-one interviews mm-hmm. because I think as storytellers, we're just so in love with people telling their story. Yeah. And like, it's to just me, like, how do, I get, how do I get to know you more and how can I share that story? Yeah, for, like, for myself, I feel so much more of a connection, um, you know, just to know that the creative passion is there. Sometimes I like more of the motivation than the actual end result because I can see that they tried, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like there's yeah. something there. There is potential. Maybe you didn't land it here, but you're going to land it in the future. And I really do think that guy's going to be like really famous when he grows up. Even if it's not music, he has the talent to do anything he wants to. Crazy. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now with interviews. But that's just interviews, baby. I'm hitting every variety out there you know i'm gonna be on twitch soon no more of that youtube stream oh, oh man oh. oh moving to twitch yeah, man. i'm gonna get affiliate uh, faster than goals. sean ever did <laughs> oh yeah no i mean was mine was uh mine oh, took a while oh yeah i guess technically that was like what, but, years 
I'm yeah, but I mean, it. I, it was never the goal. I was kind of just... I've been streaming for a long time, but not really. At the yeah. date of this Spotify recording, um, I'm almost at 150 subscribers. So nice. make it to 150, baby. Let's get it. Once you're... I need to get some YouTube hints from you because I, I need to grind my YouTube content. I'm, I've been too focused on the uh, podcast and also just like Twitch stream. I haven't really sat down and edited YouTube content and posted anything. So that, that's my next, uh, that's on my list that I've sat down and reflected on and be like, okay, I need to work on this here. Um, I'll tell you what, um, there's been a halt in my YouTube process lately because I've been trying to transition uh, into the uh, Adobe Premium Pro. So it's been a learning curve there. It's been a headache trying to you know, learn mm. learn new system hardware. Adobe? Right. It's getting there. Uh, the Premiere? Premiere? Yeah. It just took, oh, yeah. took me a while to really familiarize yeah, nice. with it. Yeah. Hopefully I've... soon we can all just sit down and hang out again. And then there I can... We can show you some tips and tricks. Definitely. Oh yeah, really. That like my first film class really broke me into Premiere. Nice broke me in deep. Yeah, that's why I'm really excited to just really, you know, get comfortable with it because it takes me one step closer to that. You know, getting more that ability. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Your editing I mean, skills. Me and JC were talking about this earlier, where it really just a, is a matter of tinkering with it and just yeah. like just working with it i mean i didn't really i feel like it's like with photoshop jc where i didn't really learn <laughs> premiere pro but i just sat down and like edited like videos dang like basic hurt. and then i just got the hang of it and then by the time i took a class they they showed me like the formalities of it but i was yeah. very much familiar with the workspace enough so it's like okay i put two and two together to, to me, like, the way I learned Pro was to just like take it step by step. I was like, I went on YouTube search. I was like, how do I add music? Okay. Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> now, how do I like cut this? So that it was just step, basic, you know, yeah. baby steps. Well, it's nice too, because once you work with a certain interface, it's like most Adobe, pro like Adobe uh, programs follow the same kind of route, like Adobe uh, Audition kind of. You yeah. import the sounds, you drag them into the mm -hmm. set. There's a there's a, a stream of different uh, audio files. They're stacked up on top of each other. It, it, it's kind of nice like that. Where once you learn one, you kind of get a sense of the others. Yeah, yeah Sean, I'll say if you're really looking into getting into YouTube, um, my first advice for step one is to just mm -hmm. start posting like Twitch highlights. Just put them out there. Okay. And then see where you like where that content is going from there yeah um, it's very annoying to try and do edits like how a lot of my videos are because it's just very mm -hmm. time consuming and it's to the point right. where it's like oh i gotta put this video out now or the relevancy of this game is gonna die out um the fall guys video mm -hmm. i made i was like oh my god i have to finish this video like who's gonna care about this game by the time this comes out if i'm so lazy and late by the time you know Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. I did an Among Us video, and I'm still holding on to that because I've been trying to fix the audio, but I don't think the audio is ever gonna get fixed. So I'm just to the point uh, where I'm like, dude, that's you gotta get, you gotta, you're gonna hit those. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying to have those moments where like, oh, this video is perfect, but it's not. 
you know? Yeah. Technical like, scuffs. I yeah, think sound is so important. Yeah, I think sometimes you just got to let it be and be like, hey, it's out there. Just, and what you also learn is like, it's not actually that important to the viewer sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I think I'm just going to release it and be like, yo, this is a scuff project, but here it is. Yeah, I mean, that's that was our first episode. Exactly. I, I kept recalling that. Most this, scuffed. Yeah. The most scuffed pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and look a, at us yeah, now. Exactly. Wow. Look at us well, now. Consistent. Killing. Results. But I think it, it honestly does come <laughs> down to like, you just put it out there. You just do it. Yeah. And stop worrying about... Uh, exactly. Like, uh, we were talking about this earlier, where, um, like, the next step is just what's in front of you. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, you just do what's necessary rather than... Um, worrying about the bigger picture the the vision that you're trying to create the brand that you're trying to uh, like that's so true uh build up it, it's more of just like okay what's the project i'm working on now what, yeah. what's the edit i'm doing right in front of me at some just point about you just got to be like you got to move on yeah because yeah. yeah i definitely fall into that trap i'm like does this video really encapsulate what it means for my channel it's like <laughs> no it doesn't and it shouldn't Exactly. It just exactly. should be that you tried. Yeah. It's it's all just steps and all part of the process. Right. It's doing what's necessary, like what we were saying before. It's doing what's necessary, and then you, you get to that point. You, you can't do the impossible. You can't look at the vision and expect to just get there. You got to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the essence of why I created, like, two different channels for the brand. I have, mm -hmm. like, the main wow. one, and then I have, like, the archive channel. Where I just put or whatever. Yeah. So. That's kind of part of it, though, is that like you have to just look at it the way that it is. Like sometimes, sometimes um, <laughs> it's good to have prototypes, but if you don't, <laughs> it, it, you will you'll end up like you detach what you actually make from what your vision is, and then it's hard to actually reach. So sometimes it is good to like put a pressure point on yourself and just try to. Yeah. Because with my Among Us video, I find it very funny, but. I can't reshoot that. I can't have mm -hmm. my. I can't ask my friends to hey say this line again. <laughs> yeah. like, no, actually, you, dude, that's what they did with Leroy Jenkins. Actually, did they really they redid it? Yeah, that's actually what? Uh, they staged it. Dude, the whole video. Dude, yeah. don't, you just ruined that video for me. No, Stop. it broke my heart. Literally, what happened was I went back and watched it, and I was like, "There's it's no so fucking obvious. way." It's yeah. so obvious, right? It is. Damn. And then I saw them interview about it, and I was like, "Okay, oh well, that my makes sense. god!" But that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's legendary. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea from whoever suggested that. Yeah, yeah. And that's back when they, they were D&D &D nerds. Like, they played World of Warcraft because they played D&D &D and they, you know, they're all about the theater of... Guys, life. we were supposed to start D&D &D before quarantine started. Yeah, I'm no. so sad. It's tragic. <laughs> we had it all lined up, too. I was so ready for it. We went to the fucking card shop. We were there. Yeah. We were so close to... Because I've always wanted to have a D&D &D group. But uh, alas, my friends, alas. I have none. So, um, <laughs> uh, sorry on. to cut this conversation short. I'm looking at the time, and it's been um, a good amount of podcasting today, my friends. It uh, has any, any last words? I think Christian had some things to say. Yeah. Um, speaking of time, when are you going to see Tenet? <laughs> I've already seen it. I just, oh, I'm, shit. Oh, I'm, my I'm watching God. it in reverse. Oh. <laughs> Just like life. All right, we'll talk about Tenet on the next episode. I'll for sure watch it. Oh, uh, yeah. Little hype train. Right. Yo, next episode, 
Yeah, Tenet what about review. the next episode? <laughs> Tenants. <laughs> Tenant review. We're, we're going to talk about Tenant. All right. Yeah, wait, wait. I'll try to watch Sean, it. Sean, speaking of time, when are you going to drop that, you know, Christopher Nolan video essay about time? Ooh, um, oh. I can, I mean, the, this, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the short version of it's out because it, it, the assignment was only like two minutes. But I can, uh, I was thinking about doing the whole essay with clips and stuff. Oh, you're going to like redo it? Nolan. But, um, I mean, um, um, ah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I definitely have had a lot more to say in the um, my essay. If you want to check it out, it's on my Vimeo. If you just look up my name on Vimeo, probably. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned for some video essays. Uh, I'm working on a Guild Wars 2 one. JC's working on a Steven Universe one. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm working Eventually, on a Spirited Away one. You know, mm. speaking of Spirited Away, that's one of the best animated movies ever. JC, what are your thoughts on Spirited Away? Spirited oh my away. god, I'm trying to conclude Let me here. tell you about Spirited <laughs> Yeah, I thought Miyazaki did an incredible job <laughs> at that movie. I think that's definitely well folks you hear the music it's time to go take it easy top five this has been this has been safe for the podcast episode seven thank you for listening see ya take care bye bye